Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of That 80s Child, The Generation Y, and I'm Gabrielle. In this episode, episode number six, uh, aptly named Fashionista I Am Not, it is about 80s and 90s fashion. Now, as the title suggests, I am not a fashionista. I wear what's comfortable, not necessarily what's trendy. So this might be in the eye of the beholder on my part, especially during when I was in school, because it's a little different for me as I went to a Catholic school. So therefore, there was only the uniforms that we had to wear. So there was nothing really I had to do, which I, out of everything I hated about school, I was probably the one thing that I was at least appreciative that I didn't have to worry about what it was that I was wearing. So it wouldn't give me just one more thing that I was made fun of. Although there were aspects of the uniform that could have been changed, at least to accommodate those who wanted to fit in. So, in in my true fashion, I'm going to <laughs> discuss at least how what was out and what was trendy at the time, and then give you a little bit of a a viewpoint on how it was for me and what I wore. So, in the '80s. It was mainly about how our parents dressed us. We really didn't have too much of a say. So, of course, we were dressed in things that were like corduroy. I have a picture of myself in purple corduroy. We had things of like culottes, squirts, acid wash jeans, and anything by Oshkosh. Uh, there was also sweatsuits were very big and bright colors. Always like super neon pinks, neon green, yellow none of which are my favorite colors. So um, my mom dressed me in a aptly purple corduroy because I love my favorite color is purple. So where our parents shopped were, was a very big thing that would have helped or not helped you <laughs> in the fashion department, depending on where your parents were to get the, the clothes. So my mom was big on catalog shopping. So we always had Sears and JCPenney catalogs. But when she would go out, especially when we lived in Pennsylvania, she would go into Philly and go to Strawbridges and Clothier, which is a defunct place now, unfortunately, but the building still stands. That's when she would like go out with family, friends, and they would have like a day out at the mall and, you know, uh, the kids in tow with in buying some clothes. And I know that we had for the longest time up until most recently, we had the boxes for clothes from Strawbridges and Clothier. So it's a shame I still don't have them. I think I actually do still have one thing that my mom never wore. And it was a, it's a scarf that is called cashmink. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's not actually any fur or it's not real cashmere, obviously. But my mom obviously never wore it. And it still has a tag on it from Strawbridges, which is funny. So I have that still. I actually had it out for our yard sale the other day. I didn't actually put it out. I put it with the pile to go out, and I, was, I just couldn't bring myself to sell it, if it even would sell, um, because it's just a, a staple of something that no longer exists, and it's just like, it's just a, you know, a, something that kind of brings back that time, and it's like a time capsule, I guess you could say. My mom was, like I said, big on catalog orders, and we would always be waiting for packages to arrive. When I got older and realized that the packages that would be coming to the door are things that were either going to be like birthday gifts or Christmas gifts or, you know, something that could be for me, 
it's when it got exciting because then you st- started to see like the UPS person come in, bring it to the door, and you're like, oh my god, what's in that box? It's not like now with Amazon where everything is now just Amazon based. I feel like and I and I can't say anything too bad about it because I do use Amazon frequently and we are so spoiled now with how fast things come especially if you have prime everything's tomorrow or uh, in a couple of hours sometimes you can get it the same day and back in the day when my mom would place an order usually over the phone you really didn't have it would it would come eventually and they would give you cutoff dates as to when you could order and still get it before the holidays which they Amazon still does but I don't know why they bother because at least some of the like some of the stuff that they have on there, at least fifty percent of the things that you could find on there, you could order up until the day before to get the things that you really need. And I know this because I have done this, <laughs> unfortunately. But when you are in financial binds here and there, you sometimes need to wait until the very last minute to be able to get the things that you would like to give to other people. And so I utilize it. But back in the day, if that were me, I would have to make sure that that stuff was starting to get bought months before so I knew that it was going to get delivered and I had enough money to buy those things. So 80s, at least for me, being born in 83, my mom dressed me. So when during the holidays and birthdays, uh, clothes were the least exciting things to get, at least on my part. And you could tell which boxes were closed and like I said we had so many of the Strawbridge's boxes even JCPenney boxes and you could tell that those boxes are closed and you're like okay we're going to save this for last it wasn't that exciting but when you fast forward into the 90s and we were able to actually dress ourselves and pick out the things that we wanted I remember after my birthday the night that night I would have a quote-unquote fashion show so any of the clothes that I got from uh, other family members, my mom and dad, obviously, I would do a little fashion show for uh, my mom. Mainly, I know for her it was main, make sure that everything fit properly because, like, you know, kids grow so, so damn fast. So she had to make sure everything was, you know, properly there. And if, it, you know, if anything had to be returned, they, uh, um, the family members could easily get it returned or she was able to do that with the receipt. <laughs> I actually have pictures of this fashion show that I, I'm talking about. I'm like, probably never be seen <laughs> by anybody but family or friends and uh, certainly not for social media. I mean, it's not horrible. It's just me in like oversized clothing because the 90s had introduced at least as a trend, baggy clothes. So you had like the grunge look and like plaid shirts. And I know that like my friend, my friend now had, was talked about wearing Jenko jeans. I never had them. I had, I had other off-brand stuff that I did have like baggy jeans or like oversized stuff like that. Um, but I did not have like brand names, never really did. And Mainly because I never was, I never was one to be like to my mom, we need to go out shopping. Let's go get the stuff that I need for school. I wasn't like that. I just was like, I lived on a farm. So you either had the jeans that were, 
dirty and ripped, and that would be the only ones that I would get replaced. So why bother getting name brands? So it was, it was pointless to spend so much money on a pair of jeans if I'm just going to ruin them anyway. And I w rode horses, and I did everything on that end. So it was like... And again, I went to a Catholic school, so I never really needed to have whatever clothes I was going to wear for that week. It was the same plaid skirt with the maroon, like the maroon sweater and a blue or pink blouse with the stupid knee-high um, socks. And then uh, in grade school, there was a specific like saddle shoe that you had to get. But when you were in high school, you were able to actually change that up a little bit, just as long as they were black or brown, I think. And so you were able to actually show a little bit of your personality in your uniform by having different types of shoes and tights, because you could wear tights, which I preferred rather than those stupid knee-high socks, because they never stayed up. <laughs> and so the only part of but my uniform that I ever injected any type of personality was the shoes and it usually was black with a little bit of a heel but back in those days they had the platform sneakers and technically just about anything that you wore on your feet consisted with a platform <laughs> I did actually have a pair of shoes that were platform shoes they were like these leather slip-ons and I and when I say platform I I'm I'm five seven when I put those platforms on I probably was over six foot <laughs> It was ridiculously high. I never really wore them. I got them as a laugh for myself, and I would put them on just to walk around my house, but there was no way in hell I was wearing them outside of the house because I thought I kind of felt ridiculous, to be honest. Unfortunately, I didn't bring them with me on the move. I, out of everything I left, and there were some things that I did leave that I'm upset about, I think I'm most upset about that because it was sort of like the one thing I bought that was trendy at the time and I could actually prove that I lived through that time. <laughs> it was like living proof that I actually was there. So for me, I wore whatever was big and comfy. And, and thankfully in the 90s, baggy was, was in. So I just was like, cool, I can, I can blend in. <laughs> when I'm outside of school, I just wore whatever was comfy for me. And I very very rarely hung out with my friends and when I did I had a a moment where I'm like oh crap like I have to actually pay attention to what I'm wearing and I never really picked out very good things <laughs> but at the time the 60s style was having a revival at the and so now like nowadays the 90s are kind of coming back you see these kids walking around with these high-waisted jeans and they're baggy and plaids back and you know and I see the platform sneakers are coming back out too. And it's just funny because some of the actual trends then were going off of 60s styles because that was kind of coming around. I don't know if you ever saw uh, the um, Groove is in the Heart by uh, Delight. <laughs> they That was like completely like 60s like retro look with the tie-dye stuff and the hair and everything. And then you had Austin Powers that was come on 60s so it was just like a big revival of it so you had mood rings tie-dye flare jeans and there was peace signs and happy faces everywhere and I was totally into that because I was very much into the monkeys and Simon and Garfunkel so anything 60s related it was like the best time for me because I'm like 
I wanted to go back into the 60s. I wanted to live through that and, and enjoy what it was like back then because I heard stories from my mom and I loved the music back then. But now I was like, cool, like this is literally coming back now and I can actually kind of live that out. <laughs> so I did get some things. I had tie-dye shirts and I had the flare jeans I still kind of wear if you can find them now, you can find them more now because for a while the skinny jean was, was in and I'm not skinny, but yet they still made the skinny jeans for those of my stature and other ways. <laughs> uh, and I do actually have a pair of skinny jeans, actually kind of uh, comfortable because they're stretchy. I'm more comfortable in something that's not as hugging for me. I've never been, you know, body hugging clothes not not my thing at all so I was very happy at the time I could get anything that was like 60s related I know fashion bug they had really really cool like the bell sleeve shirts and the ridiculous patterns that they had on the shirts as well like I, I used to still have um this one this one shirt I really really loved is like almost like a wrap shirt that had a weird design on it. It was like blue, kind of like blue blue tie-dye, but mostly black with like the blue highlights. It was great. I loved it. It had bell sleeves, which I still love that stuff. There was also, back in the 90s, I would say probably about 97, 98, 99, you know, like the late 90s, they had like, when you get into like the goth stuff, you had all the stuff that was like the convertible skirt. So like the skirt could be three different layers. So you had like the long part. You can like, I had actually, reason why I say this is because I had one <laughs> because I was kind of going through a goth stage and everything Hot Topic when Hot Topic actually had gothic clothing. Now it's just sort of like trendy uh, band t-shirts and uh, whatever might be genre related. So when I went to Hot Topic, they actually had like stuff that was witchy, Wiccan, vampire-esque. It was cool until they sold out. I see some things that Hot Topic has, but it's nowhere near the way it used to be. And it was the stuff that I thought was awesome. Like they had velvety things that had Celtic crosses and chains were related to a lot of stuff fishnet things that you know I, it was I enjoyed it they had capes I actually had um gotten my wedding dress from Hot Topic it, um which was velvet and black just to give you a little bit of behind the scenes to me <laughs> so and I still have that dress actually Besides all of that, for the most part, I did wear I wore jeans and t-shirts, which is technically kind of what I'm what I'm rocking now so it's I'm haven't changed much in what I wore it was just because the jeans were comfortable and whatever t-shirt I might have had at the time had a saying on it band that I might have liked because I very really I didn't really go to a lot of concerts back then I went to the monkeys Crosby Stills Nash and Young and Depeche Mode twice that's it <laughs> a little bit of a difference <laughs> of people I actually seen a whole lot more uh, concerts be at recently I think I mentioned that in um, music and uh, 
boys. Harkening back to one different episode. Okay, so anyway, the so jeans and t-shirts were my thing. And, you know, shoes, I had sneakers. I wasn't... So back then with the fashion, you had also like the hair accessories, the scrunchies and... Um, the, the like the comb things that would like comb up your hair and and people were like braiding their hair in certain ways and you know it was usually like a slick back had like headbands and heavy makeup <laughs> that I you know like lip liner and ridiculous color uh eye eye shadows and stuff like that and that was like the only things like we couldn't actually when I go, go into a Catholic school, you weren't allowed to be heavily made up. I know some people had like eyeliner and stuff like that, but and maybe uh, mascara. And I know a lot of them drew their eyebrows on. I have very thick eyebrows, so I didn't have to do any of that. <laughs> Another thing, because back then, thin eyebrows were like a 1920s throwback were in. So everybody's plucking their eyebrows down to a pencil thin line. And here I am with like. 1980s uh, Brooke Shields eyebrows so I'm like you know I'm just always in the wrong time but I think that's the bigger eyebrows are but I don't care you know I am um, <laughs> I, I wrote this down this podcast particularly to, to I wrote down all these ideas to be able to kind of harken back to a, a time and be nostalgic and this one was like I knew I was going to do it but it was like is anybody even going to care? Because I'm going to just be saying, like, I don't necessarily care because I didn't actually wear any of that stuff. The only thing that I did that was trendy was 60s stuff because I thought it was cool. <laughs> Beyond that, I really didn't follow everybody else, and I went to a Catholic school, so therefore I didn't have to wear things all on a daily basis. We had dress-down days, and those are the days I dreaded because I had to then dress myself to be like, okay, well, what is everybody else wearing? It just never turned out. I was so uncomfortable majority of the, I was uncomfortable all the time, so it just never worked out for me. <laughs> um, but one thing that I definitely uh, remember a lot, and I you can see it in a lot of my pictures, that the very few that I took it when I was uh, a teenager. I hated my picture being taken. Um, my my uncle Jimmy gave my dad. Uh, all of his like these pullover sweaters and my dad never liked pullover anything because he he hated having to do that he liked button up stuff or he had t-shirts he had his white like v-neck t-shirts but like the sweaters and stuff like that and no pullover shirts he would have the button up shirts and like that that really was it or he had like the ones that had buttons like four buttons like a polo but beyond that no pull no no pullover stuff so he never wore any of them but there was one that didn't have, like, a whole bunch of, like, design, weird old man stuff. That was just a green sweater. And it was oversized for me. And I wore it all of the time. Even to school as, like, my coat. And in high school... There were point I th I can't remember. I think it was like senior year. I was a I actually wore it uh, throughout like classes. Sometimes sometimes you could get away with it. A lot of the time they didn't want you to be wearing anything other than your, your stupid uniform. But it was like my a, a best friend. Like, it was just kept me. It was a 
a shield. I would wear it just to kind of like, it was between nobody could see anything. It was not form fitting. It just was over top of me. And it, it provided me, it provided me a sense of armor, like an armory around. And like, I loved that thing. And the thing is, is that I probably would have still had it today but it eventually like lost all of its elasticity and it just got so stretched out that we needed to get rid of it. But it was the best thing. And granted, it was from my Uncle Jimmy, who at the time was what? In his late 60s, early 70s. But I loved it anyway. <laughs> so that's my fashion choices. So yeah, going to school in a Catholic, in a Catholic school setting... The only points that you could actually give yourself any type of differentiating thing was the shoes, the hosiery, <laughs> tights or whatever, and uh, any like paraphernalia that you put like in your hair, the earrings that you wore, how you wore your hair, the oh, and the the actual lotions because those like Bath and Body Works was like huge, and the people were like having, oh my god, I had headache. I had migraines in in uh, high school, mainly because I hated being there. So therefore, I was so stressed out. I was my migraines were bad, like to the point where like if it was so bad, I had to be in a darkened room, and you just ride it out. It was painful. So I'm fairly sensitive to different types of scents, and I can't. You know how like you go into a, a Yankee Candle uh, store? Some people are like, this is the best. I can't be in there for too long because it really does get to me. So I had these girls who would be consistently spraying themselves with all of this like over-concentrated over different like pear or whatever it was or berry or something. Such a lot of floral and citrus stuff all together. But imagine it. It might have smelled fine if it was just one. But imagine them all mixed together it was disgusting and also giving me a massive migraine so another reason why I wanted to sit all the way in the back of the class because I just didn't want to be like dying and being nauseated by all the different types of scents that everybody decided to put on that and lotions everybody's big on lotions so I wonder why I wasn't popular <laughs> whatever so like I said, fashionista, I am not. And uh, I wore what I felt was comfortable. I had the bell-bottom uh, flared pants. I had these, like, pull-on ones. They, weren't, they were just black, stretchy, bell-bottom pants. They were one of my favorite things. And I actually have a picture of me with that and a big smiley face, peace sign, T-shirt when in eighth grade we went to uh, Washington, D.C., you can see where I was at that point. And I had even like, uh, there was a field day trip that um, we were allowed to get dressed down for that. And I had a big tie dye heart. And it was actually a little bit of a pink. I see the purple in it, but I'm like, I, when I see that, I'm like, is that me? Because I don't think I'd be wearing pink. But it was, it's, I don't understand. Maybe I just had a, a, mo a lapse of judgment at the time. <laughs> and the other thing was, is that those, those, I always wanted to get those jelly sandals, the open sandals for uh, for the girls. 
they had the white, the pink, the purple. I always wanted to get them, but I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I still don't get it that like my mom would buy me stuff, you know, like uh, stuff that I never even asked for. And the things that I did ask for, I would just get a, a resounding no. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I'm like, well, you bought all this stuff. Why can't I just have this one thing? <laughs> take all this back. I'll take this. So I'm not saying that my mom and dad were like super, you know, conservative and stuff like that. Far from that. So fashion wasn't really my forte then. And it's not my forte now, really. I just, I... I see what, what's trending. I do see it because you can see it on the people that I work with, the kids that are around now, the all the social media, and plus all of the people I went to school with or w worked with and their kids and how they're dressing and YouTube and whatever else. It's just, You can see that and you can see what comes back around and what is classified as retro uh, clothing, which I find hilarious now that it's like, retro 90s clothing and it's like <laughs> that was just yesterday what do you mean i wasn't necessarily like a big trendsetter never was never will be but i preferred to be me especially when i came home i pretty much shed that school mentality and i think that's another reason why i survived all of that without with besides the emotional baggage i obviously carry around in bitterness uh, I think the only way that I was able to survive it beyond that is, and kind of laugh at it now, is the fact that when I would come home is that I would just, if I was having a bad day, I'd have my cry and then I would just be me at home and, and relax and, and be comfortable. And I think that's another reason why it really hurt me so bad when we had to move from my childhood home because it was where I went to feel com to feel comfort. So, yeah, clothing was not a thing, uh, a, an area for comfort for me. <laughs> not that not that I should be in a nudist colony either, because being nude is not comfortable for me either. So, yeah, there's a uh, a point of uh, for you to pick, you know, write that down for later. But um, yeah, it's it's. I wanted to do this point because there are there are points that I did actually you know join in on for clothing it just wasn't it just wasn't like all the time and it was just like the 60s stuff like I said I did get some platform shoes and the the sneakers that I had actually had a little bit of a platform but that was literally all you could actually buy at the time because I guess they figured like everybody wants to wear this not really no just gonna end up like rolling my ankle like I did a lot of the time because they were just too freaking high <laughs> so they were dangerous <laughs> they just had a warning label on them I did enjoy that time outside of school I enjoyed being home I enjoyed being who I was at least to the point of like where I, what I was developing to become and I think again like I said regardless of it not being the fashion icon of the century it was also um who i am now and where it's kind of gotten me to be like you know what there's no need to follow a trend because it's expensive <laughs> and it can it changes like the wind changes outside so it's just if i found what i'm comfortable in that's what i'm going to be in good bad or otherwise 
I like to say that too, good, bad, or otherwise. I've been reading when I've been going back to read my my blog posts. I'm like, I say this way too much, but it's the truth. It is the truth. So, as much as this might not have been so much nostalgia for you, I am hoping that at least it brings back some memories. And maybe you were like you were me. You had the same instances that I did where it's just like screw the trends if I'm comfortable in this I'm happy so I hope you were because you know what I think it's better that way personally um, I have actually figured out I'm going to end this season uh, at 10 episodes so this was this is uh, episode six so I'll have four more episodes and then I'm going to be I'm actually going to be recording in tandem with my um, supernatural uh, series that I'm going to be doing so I'll be doing my supernatural in tandem with this one too so that I have it out prior to Halloween because I kind of wanted to do a couple of them under my belt before we got to that point as people say it's spooky season I'm actually getting kind of annoyed with that with that saying to be honest I loved I loved Halloween, but I feel like people are ruining it for me. <laughs> so, but beyond that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm sorry if it's not as nostalgic as you wanted it to be, but I'm hoping that it was enjoyable and you could laugh at me because I did have a ridiculous childhood <laughs> and I can be a little ridiculous. So I hope you enjoyed. And uh, please check out my blog on my website, GabrielleCataldi.com, and my other episodes for, for this series. And like I said, I will be having out the uh, Supernatural one. I'm still working on it, and uh, we should have that out probably by the end of the week. So I have another series to work on, which will be nice so that I'm not just doing nostalgia things all the time. And uh, please leave a comment, follow sign up for an email and we'll let you know when I upload any more blogs or podcasts and you can check this podcast out on Spotify, Google, Podbean, anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is available, not just on my website. So I hope you enjoyed and this is That 80s Child, The Generation Y and this is Gabrielle signing off. <laughs>